Welcome to the Your K-12 Fundraising Coach Podcast, your weekly mini masterclass designed to give you the tools to crush your goals with less stress. I'm your host, Kim Jennings, a veteran faith-based school frontline fundraiser and certified fundraising executive, a consultant, trainer, coach, and passionate ally for leaders and future leaders serving in Christian schools across the U.S. After nearly two decades in the industry, I'm here to share with you what I've learned and continue to learn from my failures and successes and to bring you insightful conversations with great leaders. If you're a Christian school leader looking for tested strategies to banish the tyranny of the urgent and raise more money within a stronger, thriving team, and you're looking to grow your school's culture of generosity, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Your K-12 Fundraising Coach Podcast. Welcome to my very first episode of the Your K-12 Fundraising Coach Podcast. I am so excited to be here and I am so delighted that you're joining me. In these first three episodes, I'd like to lay some groundwork about my philosophy and the components that I have observed and experienced to be the critical elements of the very best K-12 development programs. There's three of them that I have observed and have experienced, and they are the absolute basic foundations for strong K-12 development programs for the best results. And I call them the three C's. Those three C's are clarity, community, and communication. Now, we've used those words a lot when we talk about fundraising, when we talk about strategy, when we talk about communicating and working in our schools. But the way that I use those three words, I'd like to share with you because it's more than perhaps what you see on the surface. The other thing that I have observed is that you really need all three for optimal success in your fundraising because each of those three elements depends on the other. And if you are not executing well in one of them, then it's going to affect your ability to succeed in the others. Those three C's again are clarity, community, communication, and we're going to unpack those. But this this first episode, we're going to talk about clarity, that first C. Specifically on clarity, we're going to talk today about clarity of purpose and clarity of plan. First, we're going to tackle clarity of purpose. I have met so many development folks who have fantastic ideas. They have been executing great tactics and they're getting great results, which is fantastic. But one of the things that I find in our industry is that we are extremely collaborative and we are always looking around at what others are doing in their schools. If whatever is happening at that school seems to be working really well, they just adopt it for their own school. And if we're not careful, that can lead to us implementing things at our schools that will be less successful in our personal culture than what we have observed in the other school. The tactic in one culture, in one school, may or may not be the best tactic in another culture in another school. Therefore, I submit that it's really important that we have clarity on our purpose in two specific ways. One, clear on what it is we're doing. I'll talk about that in a minute, but also clear on why it is what we're doing. I'll talk about that as well. Let's talk first about clarity on purpose related to what it is that we're doing. Specifically, what is it that we are looking to do overall? I was recently talking with a client and her development person was new and they were coming in with great ideas. They were 
great ideas that this person had successfully implemented elsewhere. They were interesting, they were fun, and probably they were fantastic ideas. And they might have been, or they might be, successful at this particular school. But how does one evaluate if those ideas are truly great and appropriate for this particular place and time, this particular school? Here are a couple of things to consider. One, clarity on what we're raising money for is absolutely a core concept. If I were to ask you, what are you raising money for? You might say, we're raising money for our annual fund. Or you might say, we're raising money for our capital campaign. But I think it's way more nuanced than that. I tell my clients that those are just fund numbers in our system that we're applying the money to. And if you were to answer, we're raising money for a playground or raising money for scholarships, those are really important things for sure. But those are also just projects that will be completed with the money that you raise and put in those fund numbers that we just mentioned. I want all of us to elevate our sites higher. I want us to stop and think about the very highest accomplishment that the money that we're raising is going to do. For example, you could say the highest accomplishment of the money that we raise at our school is to establish future leaders with confidence, skills, and critical thinking that will equip them and propel them to fulfill their potential. That's a lot of words, but it helps us to have clarity in our mind on why we're doing what we're doing. What is it that we're doing? And I think that once we have clarity on that purpose, everything cascades from there. It's not about our goals. It's about our mission. It's about how the money that we are raising is actually funding that mission. So once you've done some thinking about that and you're able to have a concise statement about the highest purpose of the money, the highest use of that money, what you are going to accomplish with the money you're raising, that's your purpose, write it down. Put it on your wall and remind yourself of it right there in front of you every time you're writing an email every time you're picking up the phone to call a donor, anytime you're coming up with a plan for a social media campaign, if we have clarity on we're not raising money for a capital campaign, we're raising money to equip future leaders, then I think our language will be so much stronger because we have that focus. The other aspect of clarity on purpose is clarity on why it is that we're doing what we're doing. When I am doing trainings or when I am coaching One of the things that I like to have my folks do is to write at the top what their overarching message is going to be. What are we looking to do besides raise the money? I think even beyond raising the money, we're also looking to pour into community and be a part of the body of Christ. I think if you're not a faith-based organization, you still want to have a culture of generosity. You're still looking to build community. So If that's an important aspect that you want to keep in mind, if you want to have clarity of purpose on that, then it will help you make decisions. It will be your harness for how you choose tactics. So for example, if you are looking to grow your culture of generosity, then if your entire calendar is dotted with only things related to competition or urgency levers, then you're really just training your folks to give in response to urgency rather than pausing and choosing 
to give from a deeper place, to be a part of their generosity journey about how it is that they want to make a difference with their philanthropic support, regardless of the amount of their gift. And the other aspect that's helpful, if you have this clarity of purpose regarding your messaging, then it allows you to communicate to folks across campus when they are asking you why it is that you've changed something that you've done previously. For example, if you decide to no longer have an auction, to no longer have a gala because it doesn't meet your strategy, it doesn't meet your purpose, if that's what you choose to do, then when people say to you, oh, that was so much fun, why don't we do that anymore? You can be really clear on it didn't meet these particular goals and objectives. It did not fit our purpose. You could say to them, everything that we're working on in our department is to grow a culture of generosity. And we felt that an auction was too transactional. And so we've pulled back away from that. And we're raising money in other ways that are more in line with our purpose of growing relationships and culture. An example of such an overarching message might be, quote, everything that we do this year is going to help us grow in a culture of generosity, unquote. If that is your overarching message, and you have it in front of you at all times, you can use it as a standard of measure to choose the tactics that you put into your plan, the tactics that you include in your calendar. I'm not saying that urgency and competition won't work and you shouldn't have that. That's not what I'm saying. But if your entire calendar is dominated by only tactics that do that, and you have a desire to grow a culture of generosity, then you've got a disconnect there and you need to consider that. So that's clarity of purpose. Clarity of purpose in what you're doing and clarity of purpose in why you're doing it. So you have now a harness to think about. This episode is sponsored by my digital course, Onboarding New Parents with Purpose, a proven plan for increasing generosity which I designed especially for you with a suite of tools, templates, and resources that will help you be successful regardless of what month you start your journey with me. I crafted this course when leader after leader asked me, how do we move from transactional giving to heart-led, generous giving from every giver regardless of the amount of their gift? How do we really cultivate a culture of generosity? This course will help you raise more money in your school using real-world methods designed to work in every school environment, every size school, because they're based on human behavior and community, not fancy expensive events or tons of staff power. My course is full of practical strategies, effective actions you can take every month, every year, to grow generosity in your new parents, cohort after cohort, changing the culture of your entire parent community. Learn more and sign up for my digital course, Onboarding New Parents with Purpose, a proven plan for increasing generosity at kimtjennings.com slash culture of generosity. Next, let's talk about clarity of plan. I am a huge strategy person. I love strategy. I love planning, project management, all in my wheelhouse, things I love. But when I first started out in fundraising, and one of the things I still see is that we tend to think about tactics before we think about strategy. Often when we approach our year to plan, we are looking at a variety of things across the calendar. We say, okay, 
we're going to have a fall appeal here. We're going to have a, a certain event there. We'll put the giving day on that Tuesday and so forth. But if we really stop and think, all of those aspects are tactics. They're not strategies. One of the things that I think is important for us to do before we start laying down tactics is to start with questions. How do my target audiences hear things differently? When is the best time to reach my target audience? What are the huge roadblocks in my way to reaching folks? So if we're talking about parents, for example, Thanksgiving through New Year's is going to be a dead zone. No one's going to really listen very much to an appeal that you drop in there. So if you're putting all of your eggs in the calendar year-end basket in a K-12 school, then potentially you might want to reconsider that, for example. Tuition renewal time, college application deadline season, sports teams cuts season, all those things are roadblocks that can stand in the way of our reaching our constituencies. Then we think about strategies. When do we need the money to come in? And when is it that people typically give it? I'm not talking about at the micro level, like understanding that folks who like to give in the fall or who like to give in the spring, that's something I do think we want to think about as fundraisers. But on the macro level, if typically a huge amount of money comes rushing in at fiscal year end, and we need to move it back in the year for our cash flow purposes, then we need to come up with some strategies to begin to draw that back in the fiscal year. When you have these things in mind, who it is you want to reach, when is the best time to reach them, and how do we reach them, and what it is that we as an institution need to do, for example, raising more money earlier than June, for example, then you take all of those things and you begin to sketch out your calendar not based solely on what you've done before, but based on the answers to your questions and based on your strategies. When we're coming up with plans, it is always a good idea to say, why are we doing this particular thing? And the worst answer ever to that question is, because it's what we always do, or this is when we always do it. Because if that's how we're answering, then one, It's not stopping to be truly thoughtful and strategic. And two, who we are right now, our families and staff and school community at this moment in time, all the individuals in it, we're all different than we were before. The pandemic has factored into that, but that would be true even without the pandemic because we as a school community are aging. We're changing. Think about our incoming parents. These are millennial folks who approach things, including their philanthropy, really different than other generations like mine, like Generation X. And all of us are really quite different than the boomers. So saying we're going to do this because we always do it this way, or we're going to do this now because it's when we always do it, that is not a good response because we're not the same folks that we were then. So we want to be very clear in what it is that we're doing and when, and that means clarity in our actual written down plans. It will help us to know if the choices that we're making fit together within each other and if they meet that purpose that we've charted out at the top. We need to be strategic and thoughtful in how we lay out what we're doing each year. And I know that sounds really challenging at times, especially if we're in a solo shop. I totally understand because I've been there, but 
I really want to encourage you to just start simple and add layers. It's better for us to be really successful in executing a few simple strategies and really nail some very simple tactics to begin to meet our goals. And then we add layers of sophistication and complexity to those strategies and tactics as we gain experience and we continue to grow our results accordingly. So as we talk about the elements of a development plan, as we talk about things like clarity, community, and communication, and all of the various aspects of them, if you are a solo shop or you are brand new to development, if you're going to conferences and you're drinking from a fire hose of all the various aspects you can do, please be encouraged. It's okay for you to start simple and add layers as you grow. I was talking with one of my clients the other day, and she's very new to fundraising, and she was saying how sometimes she just feels paralyzed by all of the things coming at her, all of the choices, all of the tactics that she could be doing, all of the tactics that she is being told she should do. That can be very difficult to juggle and to feel like you're being effective. And one of the things I just shared with her is just start simple and add layers and let's really hone in with clarity on our purpose, what it is we're gonna do, why it is that we're gonna do it, and what is our plan. We're going to come up with a simple plan that we can execute and we can add layers as we grow. That's what I think is the best plan of attack. There are so many more things that we could talk about regarding clarity, especially regarding clarity of purpose and plan, two things I love. So I created a free resource that you can download. It's a checklist for gaining clarity in your development work. And it includes some of the things I touched upon in today's episode. It's my prayer that it will be very helpful for you as you begin to get clarity in your work, in your purpose, in your plan. You can download that free resource at kimtjennings.com slash get clarity. And if you go to the show notes, you'll also find the link there. There is so much more that we can discuss and unpack. And I'm really excited to get going with you in this new podcast. And I can't wait to share all of the great conversations with amazing folks in our field that I've been having. There's so much more to come. If you like what you've heard today, please consider subscribing so you don't miss anything. And if anything I said is helpful for you, or if you know somebody who could use what I've shared today, I would be so grateful if you would share this episode with them. Thank you. Let's make our K-12 development world stronger with stronger, more strategic, more effective plans, healthier teams, And for those of you who serve in Christian schools like I do, we want to do all of this fabulous work for Christ and his kingdom. Thank you so much for joining me today. I pray that your work is blessed, that your schools are blessed, and that you too, my friend, are blessed. See you next week.